So in August of 2013, I went to Burning Man. Now, let me clarify. Burning Man is not the big drug-filled music fest that everybody talks about. It actually is many, many things. Yeah, there's music, but there's no big stage and bands and all that. Yes, there are probably drugs, but there are also people who bring their families, and it's really, really positive, and it's a lot. You can have a great drug-free experience there. So it's really a community experiment. It's art. It's fascinating. It's a, it was an incredible experience that I can't even begin to explain the depth of. But I wanted to go, and I'd wanted to go for a long time from the date I read about it in a book called Around the World in 50 Dates back in 2003. In this book, she talked a little bit about it. It sounded kind of interesting. I'm like, what is this? Honestly, I had no idea what it was, but I had always kind of burned in the back of my head. And then in 2012, when I was at my brother's house for Christmas, he said, hey, you want to go to Burning Man? And I was like, uh, yeah. So in February, I went and bought tickets and I called him up. I'm like, hey, Jim, I got tickets to Burning Man. And there was a silence on the other end of the phone after I told him the dates. And he said, you're going to kill me. I'm like, what? He said, that's my anniversary. <laughs> I can't leave my wife with two kids and an infant alone for a week while I go gallivant in the desert. I mean, I can but I won't be married anymore if I do. I won't have any more anniversaries. And so I hung up the phone and I sat there in the car by myself and I thought, who would go with me? Okay, the event, the event was only five months away. So who can leave their job for a week to trip off to some random experimental community city in the harsh desert in the middle of Nevada in August? More importantly, in that now short list of people, which are the ones I actually want to spend time experiencing that with? So I asked a few close friends and they all said no, for whatever reason. They couldn't, they can't, I can't get away, I don't want to, you're crazy, whatever. So I was at a crossroads. I really wanted to experience Burning Man. Um, and if I wanted to go, I was gonna go alone. And did I want to experience it alone? And my first concern was, is it safe? Am I gonna be safe? So I read up on Burning Man and it seemed like this positive community 68,000 people in this experimental community, probably as safe as just as any other city. Plus, I didn't live in any other city. I lived in Baltimore and we boasted, we battled with Detroit over being the second highest murder, second or first highest murder capital of the country. So, you know, Burning Man probably would be safer than just staying at home. <laughs> now, incidentally, I do love Baltimore like crazy and I never had any bad experiences in the 12 years that I lived there. Situational awareness are great qualities for a long and happy life. So luck is nice too, of course, but I love Baltimore. So I also wasn't planning to go to Burning Man for the drug-addled consciousness-losing binge that some people do. So I would be able to continue with that the self-safety skills that I knew during the burn. So safety probably wasn't going to be that big a deal. Now my second concern was, would I be lonely? But in a community with 68,000 people where radical inclusion is one of the principles, I figured I'd be able to find a friend or, or maybe two. I'm also not a very shy person. So it was decided I would go by myself. And that took courage. I assessed the situation and made an intelligent decision to put on my big girl pants and go for it. You better believe that I was nervous when I got off the plane in Reno. But before I even got to baggage claim, I was greeted by somebody at the Burning Man greeting table and welcomed to Reno with a giant hug and a smile and questions and welcome and loveliness. So maybe this wasn't going to be so bad after all. 
And I was nervous as I drove around Black Rock City by myself looking for a camping spot for the week. And I was nervous as I approached my new neighbors to introduce myself. I was nervous as I accepted an invitation into an open tent with eight strangers at seven o'clock in the morning after my morning party potty run to drink whiskey and eat bacon and make decoupage postcards to send to my loved ones back home. <laughs> and I was nervous as a stranger climbed into the sitting spot with me and said hi and started talking. Every time I smiled and I put out my hand and made a new friend. And it sounds like kindergarten, it really does. But I'm thinking pretty kindergarten looks pretty good from this angle. It was a refreshing, wonderful feeling of connection. I knew I wasn't alone. The feeling I often didn't feel even in my marriage when I felt very alone. I made new friends every day. Some people I knew for the length of about a 10 second hug. And some people are still my friends today. So look around, survey the scene, listen to your intuition, be smart but give people a chance to be wonderful because more often than not, they are. Being alone isn't that bad, but I think you'll be surprised at how often you're not alone. You just don't know the people around you yet.